0: The power of their data wasabi, another Boston based championship team.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Yankees Magazine podcast. I'm John Schwartz, I'm the deputy editor of Yankees Magazine. I have no voice right now, but I'm going to do my best. Joining me right now, we have our executive editor, Nathan Makaborski. Hello, everybody. What's going on, Nate? Not too much, John. Hopefully uh, your voice holds out here for this episode. Unlikely, but we'll see. Nate, you have a certain little sparkle coming off you after uh, your Seton Hall Pirates took down my Michigan Wolverines uh, a couple nights ago. So congratulations. Let me let me say that
2: to our thousands of listeners. Congratulations to you. Uh, I wish you the best moving forward. <laughs> Thank you. It was a nice, nice early season win, but as we all know, College basketball season is a long one, so we'll we'll see where our teams are come March. I'm not giving up yet. So this is uh, our last
1: episode before Thanksgiving, so it seems like a good time to talk about some of the things we are thankful for, and there's a lot, I have to say. However people feel about the 2021 season, I know it didn't end the way people wanted it to but I think that we can go through a pretty good list of the things that we were thankful for this year. We're also, before we do that, Nate, we're gonna talk about the story that you had, a Q&A with Jamison Tyone. But before we even get to that, I just wanna talk about two things real quick. First off, we have a new Yankees Magazine Facebook page, which is one of the best ways you can keep up with everything we're doing. We're gonna be posting current stories. We're gonna be posting stories from the vault, but we're also running a special promotion right now where if you just go and like the Yankees Magazine Facebook page, you are entered into a drawing to win one of 10 free subscriptions to Yankees Magazine. So, literally, it takes you about, I don't know, nine to 10 seconds to go to Facebook like the Yankees Magazine page, and you are automatically entered to win a free subscription. The second thing I will say is that, obviously, we have Black Friday coming up, and that is traditionally the day that we launch our big holiday promotions. This year, as we have in recent years, we are offering incredible deals, including free tickets to Yankee Stadium for the price of a regular subscription. Honestly, if you have any interest in going to a Yankees game in the coming year, this is the time to do it because you get a free subscription to Yankees magazine with it. So why not? So by all means, check out yankees.com slash publications. Those go live on Black Friday, November twenty sixth. But before we get there, Nate, it's that weird time of the year right now. Actually, I, I think I would say the hot stove league is moving a little faster than I expected it to.
2: Yeah, I was kind of uh, curious how it was going to shake out. You know, we had a press conference yesterday to announce our new third base coach so that that's one move but um you know i expect to uh see some additional moves here uh in the coming days so i'll be interested to see you know how that all shakes out
1: it's, it's pretty fun I, I was expecting a very down period a very quiet period where we all focused on college basketball uh michigan seating all notwithstanding uh certainly the nfl college football all these things but instead you know the the stove you know it i wouldn't say it's boiling but i would say
2: it's a uh, it's park- Warm. Layton. yeah, yeah it's, it's it's certainly simmering. So you know, and and the Yankees are always in the mix. So uh, you know, we wait with bated breath to see what happens.
1: Exactly. Obviously, it, it's a strange time of year now because we look, you know, out the windows at the stadium and the and the concourses or on the TVs that sometimes show the field and it's a soccer field and pretty soon it's going to be a football field yeah. um, and it's always a little strange this time of year because we know what we're doing at yankee stadium but there's this little period when it's not really yankee stadium it's yankee stadium but it's not about the yankees
2: yeah it's uh <laughs> that that baseball diamond goes away right after the uh the end of the season and then uh we don't see it again for for a couple of months but that's a good thing you know we've got kind of football on the brain here we're, we're hard at work on the the program for the new era pinstripe bowl that'll be here at the end of december um Which is great. I mean, it's something I really enjoy working on and uh, always look forward to that game. So um, I'm glad we do it. And uh, if anybody has never been to Yankee Stadium for a football game, uh, I'd recommend checking it out. It's actually a a really fun time and a a pretty unique experience. For sure. I'm obviously a big college football fan and it's always it's
1: always one of those very very fun events on the calendar because it just you know it hits that weird time when you're looking for anything and it's great and and doing the program like you said, is great and that will be available on yankees. slash publications as well when it goes on sale. Clearly, we still have the Arizona Folly going on. Austin Wells, uh, Elijah Dunham, doing great. The yankees have some solid pitchers going well there too. That was uh, I'm still you know kind of coming off the glow a little bit of that uh, that trip out there because. It's just so special seeing baseball in warm weather this time of year, and it just it, it just gets you anxious a little bit. I mean, I know it's still far off, but you know, sooner or later, pitchers and catchers will be in Tampa, and I mean, it's sooner than it feels.
2: Yeah, that's always a wonderful feeling—is you know, heading down to Tampa for spring training and stepping off and being blasted by that warm air, and then hearing the pop of the mitts and the crack of the bats. So, um, I'm a little jealous you got to experience that here recently uh, out in Arizona. But uh, looking forward to re- reading the stories that you came back with. You know, we've had a couple conversations. It sounds like it was a dynamite trip. Sure was. But speaking of pitchers and
1: catchers, how about, how about that for a segue? Nate, uh, in our October issue, you did a just outstanding Q&A with Jamison Tyone. And obviously, Jameson is now coming off ankle surgery. So Aaron Boone, during the presser announcing the Luis Rojas hiring, he pointed out that Tyone's doing well, but probably won't be ready at the exact beginning of spring training. Is looking more like being on a major league mound in mid-April as opposed to opening day. But obviously, if there's one thing you can say about Jameson Tyone, and Nate, you've spoken to him more than anyone here, it's that that guy knows how to work his way around uh, hardship and overcoming some... uh, obstacles.
2: He sure does. I mean, he, he's a tough guy. You know, when he first arrived, I, I did a feature on him uh, back for our May issue. One of the guys I spoke to for that story was former Yankees catcher Francisco Cervelli, who caught the bulk of Jameson's innings in Pittsburgh. And Francisco just spoke glowingly about him, not just uh, on the field, but off the field as well. Jameson is a guy who's got a really big heart. Um, he's a really good friend to a, to a lot of people. And he's really tough. I mean, he's pitched through um, some really like tough injuries, um, and he and he's come out the other side and, and found success. And uh, not too many guys have been able to have a second Tommy John surgery and find their way back to a major league mound and prove that they still got it. And that's exactly what Jameson did this year. It, it was a good story back in April. You know, him getting back on the mound for the first time in two years. And then as the season went along, and, uh, you know, he, it was, he had his ups and downs, but I, I just thought it was a really compelling story. It was really neat to watch him work his way back from that second Tommy John. And uh, really, I mean, in the second half, he became a, a dominant force in the Yankees rotation. Um, he hit sort of his, his low point in June, and, uh, I, you know, from there, really turned his season around. So... Uh, We touched on a whole bunch of different topics for this Q and A in the October issue. Uh, That being one of them, you know, I was curious to know what what happened there. But he's just a really fun guy to talk to. I mean, he's a really thoughtful guy. Uh, You can ask him anything, and uh, you know, he's certainly not the only pitcher on this staff. I would say this about, but like, you can ask these guys anything, and and they'll answer you. Like, it's really kind of refreshing how forthcoming they are. Like, I feel like they just so good at what they do that they're not too wary about discussing it publicly and, and uh for us that's awesome it was interesting to me the way you approach this because personally
1: i always get nervous if i'm going back to a, a, a subject that i've been on before and obviously like you said you wrote about taylor at the beginning of the season when the story was simply the act of getting back onto the mound. I liked the idea that we did it again, but in Q&A form instead of trying to, you know, write through again. But what were you trying to get from him different in the second go around from what you were talking to him about that first time?
2: Yeah, I think it was just a a whole different perspective. The first time around, there wasn't a whole lot to say. I mean, I literally wrote about his first game back. So, I mean, there was, you know, one game that we could dissect, but talking to him in, you know, I guess it was mid-September. Uh, he had a whole body of work, you know, he probably had 25 starts under his belt that uh, we could talk about. And obviously, the Yankees 2021 season was such a roller coaster, there was so much there to to discuss as well. So it was really fun to just go through the ups and the downs and uh, everything about being a Yankee and, and pitching in New York, you know, and what I was, I think, probably most excited to talk to him about was you know like I said he's obviously a very thoughtful guy he's a very you know cerebral guy you see him uh in the dugout on the days when he's not pitching uh sitting there you know he looks like he's in deep conversation with his fellow pitchers so you know I kind of wanted to just See if he would uh, reveal some of those conversations and stuff like that and he did we got into you know Some of the psychological aspects uh, of pitching and I just find that stuff fascinating when when a guy is able to Kind of relay what's going on in his mind when he's out on the mound or or when he's watching one of his uh, one of his brethren out there
1: But you're not alone I mean he he makes very clear in the Q&A that he could do that stuff for hours, too That's his favorite part. I loved when he said that he can't even watch another baseball game Without getting involved in, in the chess match in a sense, you know, he, he even when he's watching two random teams play that he's not a part of, he's sitting there pitcher to catcher kind of playing along.
2: Yeah, and that's it. I mean, that's really, you know, I think for a lot of diehard baseball fans, that kind of one-on-one battle, or I guess it's a two-on-one battle, you know, it's the battery against the batter. And when you're able to really kind of understand what's going on in those moments with each pitch and the way at-bats play out and why pitchers throw certain pitches when they do, it's just really fascinating. It's a game within a game that's like a chess match. And, you know, he's really in tune with all that. You know, one of the things that stuck out for me from when garrett cole first arrived here was he called the the batter's weak spot like a bruise and he's like you know you know what that bruise is and you know when are you going to poke the bruise that's you know in the back of his mind you know are you going to go right after it early in the count are you going to kind of wait to pick your spot when the, when the best you know time in the at-bat is to to poke the bruise quote unquote and um jameson had it had Similar things to say, you know, when we got into the, the the nuts and bolts of what's happening out there in those battles. So I, I thought that was really interesting.
1: And obviously, I mean, you mentioned Cole, uh, Jameson, Tyone, and Garrett Cole go way back to their time with the Pirates. They came up kind of, kind of together, at least up the system together. They didn't necessarily debut in the Majors together. But I do think that that's such an interesting dynamic that the two of them have because they do share that sensibility about the game in a sense. And... Obviously, you know, through circumstance, through luck, through will, whatever you want to say, Cole's career kind of moved on a different trajectory from their time in Pittsburgh than Tyone's did. But I do always love watching them talk, and and I I just wish that I could be able to hear the way they talk about the game, because they are two of the more intelligent, more interesting, more open, as you have mentioned, players in the game. And, God, I've been trying this all year since the Tyone trade happened, just to get the two of them into a room together and just talk baseball with the two of them together.
2: I know. Like, and have wine by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I feel like if the Yes Network ever wanted to mic those two guys up, even on a day when neither of them are pitching, like just while they're sitting in the dugout, it would make for some pretty fascinating content. But yeah, I mean, it, those guys both, obviously, you know, they got a, a shared history coming up through the Pirates organization. And, you know, I'll say, kind of giving a, a preview to my next story, just this week, I, I had a lengthy conversation on the phone with Clay Holmes, uh, who had such a great run here in the second half of the season with the Yankees, another former Pirate. And he was. You know, he came up at the same time as those guys, too, and was a starter back in the minors. So between Holmes and Tyone and Garrett Cole and, uh, you know, they had Tyler Glass now back then. I mean, the Pirates really had, you know, the core of a dynamite starting rotation. But, you know, baseball's a funny game and sometimes it <laughs> doesn't always work out the, the way you expect. But uh, we're certainly lucky to have all three of those guys here now. And uh, I know I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do next season.
1: It's a great QA. It's called Bronx Revival. It is in the October issue of Yankees magazine. It is going online, I believe as we speak, so you can check it out at Yankees.com slash magazine. Obviously, you know, you, you hope that this recovery is I hate to, like as successful as his other recoveries, you know. I mean, you don't wish this up on anybody, but you do know that he, like I said, has figured kind of out how to work through stuff. But obviously we're all looking forward to seeing him whenever spring training starts for him, and certainly we know that he is going to be a big part of any potential Yankees, uh, success in 2022. So Nate, I think we all got so much out of the stuff you did on Jamison all throughout the year. And I, and I, it seems like you enjoyed the process as well.
2: I'm very optimistic too, that he'll recover fully from this sort of freak a- ankle injury and, uh, be ready to, you know, be a big part of the rotation again in 2022. And, uh, yeah happy birthday to our our guy jameson Uh, he's turning 30 on thursday this week so uh that's why we wanted to get this story out there
1: so if you'll stick with us we're going to come back and talk about the things that we are thankful for whether about 2021 2022 or just you know the world so stick with us
2: hi this is aaron Boone. you're listening to the yankees magazine podcast
3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Hi, this is Clark Smith. You're listening to the Yankees Magazine Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Yankees Magazine Podcast. I still have no voice. It's certainly not getting better from this, but I appreciate you uh, rolling with me here. Nate, it is just about Thanksgiving. It is obviously the best day on the calendar. There's nothing better than Thanksgiving. But as we do most years, I think it's a good time for us to you know, take some measure of where things are right now and talk about the things that we are thankful for as it relates to the New York Yankees. Or you, know, you can be a little more general if you'd like, but I, I figure... As with everything, we should do this in draft form. Nate, I will let you select first, and we will eventually decide uh, who did better at being thankful. So what are you most thankful for,
2: Nate? <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I mean, geez, there's there's a lot to be thankful for. Being employed by the Yankees has been a, a pretty special thing for 14 years now. I'm thankful that they uh, see the value in, in Yankees magazine uh, that, that so many of our readers uh, see as well. So uh you know thankful that we've had the opportunity to keep on producing this magazine that we care so much about and and love producing.
1: That's a solid first round pick. So if you're going to pander to your bosses with your first round pick, I'm <laughs> I'm going to one up you and I'm going to pander to the fans. I I think we all always knew how important fans were are I think we recognized that the sport doesn't really exist without the fans. But from opening day on this year, it just became so clear how much they mean, not just to the health and the livelihood of the sport, but to the enjoyment of the sport. And having fans back in the stadium this year, being able to write for fans and all these things, it's just such a game changer. And I know that's obvious and I know that that's basic, but hearing real crowds, a real din of live humanity I don't think I realized how
2: important that was, but I will never forget it now. It's everything. And, um, try as hard as they did in 2020, you know, the scoreboard crew out there, they just, you can't replicate a real live Bronx crowd. You know, there are certain, <laughs> there's certain chance that you're just not going to be able to, <laughs> to formulate on your own. Um, and you know, I, I made sure, as I do every year, I made sure to go to at least one game as a fan. I went to a couple this year, and uh, I think I obviously you know, appreciated it more so than I had in a long time. It just felt so good to be back with a crowd and seeing my kids cheer and, and you know diving after foul balls and uh, all the things that go along with the live baseball experience. Uh, it was just so great to have it back this year. For sure. So... Okay, so we have our bosses, I guess, and then we have the fans. Nate, what's your second round pick? Can I just say I'm thankful for the franchise? I mean, look, we all have our allegiances, and, you know, I happen to be born into a a Yankees family, so uh, this team has been part of my sports fandom since I was born, essentially. And, you know, some of my other teams. (laughs) Have not had quite the same J E T S, (laughs) (laughs) not quite the same history of success, or shall we say, you know, dedication to excellence. So, uh, you know, when when I think back to the teams that I've watched with my own two eyes, and the teams that came before them generations ago that helped lay the groundwork, I mean, I'm just thankful to be a Yankees fan. All right, fair enough.
1: My second round pick is Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> um, there is nothing, as far as I'm concerned, like watching Giancarlo Stanton. And that's kind of an amazing comment because Giancarlo Stanton plays on a team with Aaron Judge, who, in almost all circumstances, would be the most remarkable batter you could watch. And I'm not talking about their comparative numbers. I think that, you know, on a macro scale, I would say Judge had a better season than Stanton this year. But there is just nothing I have ever seen like watching Giancarlo Stanton. It sounds different. It feels different. It obviously looks different. Again, I mean, we've written about this. We've talked about this. But, you know, there was that time when Aroldis Chapman just broke all pitching metrics. And it just became like silly because if you looked at, you know, the top of everything, it was like you had to put on the Aroldis Chapman filter in order to really understand what anyone else was doing. Giancarlo Stanton hits the ball so much harder than anybody else ever and we get to watch it all the time. And we, and you know, the, the, I don't want to say it was a redemption arc. I don't want to, I don't want to get too cheesy when I say this stuff. But he just became such a force this year. The, or rather, I, I should say he became recognized as the force he's always been this year. But every single time he came up to the plate, I think we say a lot like it's must watch and, you know, you, you don't sip away. If you stepped away during a Giancarlo Stanton at bat this year, you were truly out of your mind, or there was someone in your house on fire. Like th- Those would be the only two reasons.
2: Yeah. I mean, Luis Rojas better show up to spring training in pretty good shape because you got to be pretty spry over there at third base when, when Giancarlo Stanton's in the batter's box. <laughs> you know, he's going to have to, uh, I guess they'll, they'll have to come up with a, uh, a new kind of motion too when when Giancarlo's trotting around third after those home runs. You know, I don't know if they're still going to do the. Uh, the a fake ball. football handoff but <laughs> it does i mean it, it looks different you know it's obviously the the first thing that comes to mind from from this year is just the absolute bonkers performance that Giancarlo put on up at fenway in that late september series when he was just scorching hot you know blasting balls out of the stadium um it's amazing. And it is, it's, it's really must see TV anytime he's up there. So, you know, we'd been saying it for the prior couple of years, like, boy, what's it going to look like when we get a healthy season, full season out of Giancarlo and Aaron at the same time, we got it this year and boy, was it fun. Nate, round three, round three. I mean, you know, like you said, Thanksgiving is, you know, the holiday of holidays. It's a time to, get together with family and sit around watch football and eat good food. Um, It's certainly one of my favorites. So I'll just say uh, uh, thankful for for my family and uh, the opportunity to spend another Thanksgiving with them and uh, hopefully watch some good football. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think I'll
1: give you points for that one because... What am I going to say now? I'm not thankful for my family. Um, I I am. But I'm going to go in a slightly different direction here, and I'm going to say the newest member of the Yankees 40-man roster, Donnie Sands. Mm. Donnie Sands is a person who, honestly, I imagine very few Yankees fans know about. He is a catching prospect who, honestly, until this past year, his bat hadn't really shown up yet. He's been learning catcher on the fly. So I don't think that he was really on most people's radar yet. And Donnie Sands is not in the major leagues. He, Who knows if he's going to make it, but he was just added to the 40-man roster, which is an incredible thing. But what's more incredible is if you go back to his backstory, which I had the great good fortune of getting to write about years ago when I got very lucky to kind of fall into a story. This is a kid who was in high school living out of his car because his mother was in Mexico trying to just make any kind of money for them because his father had just passed away. He and his mother would, you know, in their driveway, she would toss pinto beans to him that he would have to hit with a bat, and he would have to not miss for five minutes. And it wasn't because anyone had taught them this was a good way to learn hitting. It was because that was what they could afford to use as equipment. And, I mean, there's so much more to the story. I wrote about it a few years ago when he was at then Yankees affiliate in Charleston. But we're very fortunate that we get to spend a lot of time with some of the greatest baseball players in the game today, some of the greatest baseball players in history. But one thing that we also get to do is spend some time around the minors and everything. And and look, I mean, I just did this at the Arizona Fall League. Who knows if Austin Wells is ever going to make it, but I'm certainly going to write about him as though he is, but you don't know. And again, I can't read this enough. Donnie Sands has not made it to the majors yet. He has no baseball reference major league page or anything like that. But every so often you just stumble on the stories that truly, 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 Matter in a sense, and whatever happens with Donnie Sands, I, I I don't know that all fans understand enough about the you know semantics of the baseball finances, whatever, to recognize what it means to be added to the forty-man roster. But it is such an accomplishment, and it is such a life-changing thing for him. And I I just like I said. It's such a random and bonkers story how I ended up writing about him. I got lucky. The person I was supposed to be writing about got hurt the day before I got there, and this story fell into my lap thanks to both a bit of information from you, Nate, and from then Yes Network, now WFAN, Lou DiPietro. But these are the stories that whenever I leave here, wherever I go, whenever, you know, whatever happens, I will always – whether anyone ever hears about Donnie Sands again for the rest of time, I will always think about Donnie Sands as probably – among the most special things I've ever gotten to write about.
2: No doubt. I mean, that was an amazing story and that's, you know, the most fun thing about writing for Yankees magazine is uncovering stories like that and being afforded the, the time to spend with these guys and tell their stories and, uh, you know, uncover things that maybe nobody else covered or, or from a different angle anyway. Um, And there's so many of them, you know, I mean, you just look up and down this year's roster and you look at guys like Lucas Litke and Nestor Cortez and Jameson Tyon, like we mentioned, I mean, on and on, everybody has a story and so many of them are just compelling as all heck. So that was a great one. That one's always stuck out in my mind as one of the better stories we've had in the magazine. And uh I'm sure we'll we'll uncover some more in 2022. And you know it's a funny thing because look, I have
1: uh, I have lovely Jewish parents, and, and and so every time I write a story, you know they love asking, "Oh, that was a nice story about Aaron Judge. What did he think about it?" And I need to explain to them like, I can promise you, Aaron Judge did not read the story that I wrote about him. I can promise you, if he did, he does not care about it. Like I mean, it's. <laughs> There's something very interesting when you're working for a major league baseball team or a professional organization like this, and the Yankees, Like, and this is going to sound self-serving, and I don't mean it this, but I actually mean it very sincerely. It's not that often in this business that you get to write a story that you know is meaningful to the person you're writing about, and it felt, I, I, I know that story was meaningful to Donnie, and I can't truly think of any other story that I'm certain I could say that about in my entire professional career. And again, that's not necessarily why we do this. That's not what it's for, but that is a special
2: feeling. Yeah. I mean, these guys are true professionals um, and you see it from top to bottom in this organization, whether you're talking to, you know, a Garrett Cole or an Aaron judge, the, you know, biggest stars in, in the sport or, you know, a guy down in single A who's just, you know, trying to make his way up the ladder. Everybody knows how to how to handle themselves and how to speak to the media. And it's really a privilege, you know, for us. It's an honor to, to be able to to meet these guys and, and be that conduit to the fans for them. All right. Nate, last round. You got anything else for us? <laughs> um, not really. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm I'm thankful for for baseball in general. I'm just, you know, I'm looking forward to to next season. I hope that this off season, you know, things go smoothly and uh, we come into spring training as we always do with with high hopes and uh, a, a roster that we're all excited about. I, I know we will be, but uh, I'm just, you know, really thankful for uh, the prospect of another year of Yankees baseball and another year of telling stories in Yankees Magazine.
1: Ditto. I mean, I I couldn't say that better. And I I think a crucial thing that I would add there is I'm just thankful for science and vaccines and people making the right decisions in their lives that are helping us move forward in this. You know, we, we, we saw starting out this season with a couple fans getting kind of midway through there by the middle of the year and then by the end of the year having full houses and obviously you know culminating with a game that wasn't great for the Yankees but in you know a crazy dramatic packed house at Fenway for a one-game playoff and look I'm sitting here right now with no voice because I just spent you know the weekend in Minneapolis at concerts and I, I don't want to give the impression that we're fully back yet. I don't want to give the impression that this isn't happening or that everyone should, you know, let their guard down. But you know, every 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 step we take, every 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 time we get a little bit closer to doing things we have to do and and the ways to eradicate this, it's just going to make everything better. And I mean, we're so lucky in so many ways that we got to watch a full season this year that we didn't have you know, the shutdowns or, or anything like that that we feared coming into the season, you know, it was much smoother than we could have dreamed about. And, you know, all I can say is, I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for every possible advance in the world in science and humanity, whatever you want to say, that's going to make 2022 even better. I know that Yankees fans are anxious. And I know that Yankees fans want different outcomes. But I think as we just made clear, and I think that as we hear from our readers, as we hear from our fans, as we see we're at the stadium, we just do have a lot to be thankful for. And there's no better holiday than Thanksgiving, and there's no better time to recognize all that we are thankful for than this time of year. So Nate, I'm certainly thankful for you. I'm thankful for all you do. I'm thankful for all you let me do. And uh, to our
2: listeners, I'm thankful to all you too. Couldn't have said it better myself, John. It's, uh, it's a good time to take stock of where we are and uh, plenty plenty to be thankful for, no doubt. For sure. And I said this about three
1: seconds ago. I'm going to repeat it. Thank you to all of you who listened to us. Thank you to those of you who have listened this year. We will be back uh, with another episode shortly. But in the meantime, like I said, go to our Facebook page. All you have to do is click that like button and you are entered into a drawing to win a free year subscription to Yankees Magazine. No reason not to do it. It's also make sure that after Thanksgiving, the next day, Black Friday, you go check out slash publications when we launch our holiday offers, which will include free tickets no better deal. Certainly check us out on yankees.com slash magazine where you can read all of our long form content including Nate's wonderful QA with James with Jameson Tyone and follow us on Twitter at Yanks Magazine. It's the best place to stay up to date on everything we have coming up, everything we're offering, what the future holds. Lastly, make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, grab your friend's phone, subscribe for them, just go, you know, Whatever you have to do. Make sure everyone you know listens to the Yankees Magazine podcast because we're going to keep bringing you great content and uh, we look forward to speaking to you soon. Nate, happy Thanksgiving. Everyone else, thank you so much. We'll speak to you soon.
3: Hey,
0: this is Giancarlo Stan. If you like what you're hearing, why don't you rate and review us? And while you're at it, tell your friends to subscribe. Thanks so much and go Yankees.
3: Okay, picture this.